beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of A Nanny's Life Podcast. Uh, today is a very, very special day because I have an icon in our industry <laughs> who has agreed to sit down and talk to us for a little bit. So you guys give a warm welcome to Nanny Miss Monique. Hey, friend. Hello. How are you? I'm so good. I'm so excited to finally be having this conversation with you. I feel like it's been a while in the making. (laughs) It has been a while, but I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. So, Nanny Miss Monique, I first came across you, I think, in the height of the panini. Yes. Um, (laughs) And I feel like you were one of the first ones of us to really demonstrate the pivot and sort of show us you know that there are so many facets to each and every one of us and so many things that we can bring to the table can you tell us a little bit about just your nanny background absolutely so I started nannying about 25 years ago um yes um as soon as I got out of college um I majored in art history so I'm like hey, I'm going to work at the Smithsonian. I moved to Washington, D.C. That did not work out. (laughs) And I ended up working in a gift shop. And a lot of the people in the gift shop were part-time nannies or nannies that worked while the kids were at school in the gift shop. Um, And they told me about this lovely family. They were two New York Times bestselling authors. Um, Yeah, and they wrote for major magazines as well. And I work for that family, and it was just the most beautiful family and the beautiful demonstration of what reading looks like. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Wow, that seems like destiny. So first of all, you look 25, so that's why when you said 25 years ago, I was like, how is that possible? (laughs) Well, thank you. Um, Yeah, I'm in my 40s, so yeah. (laughs) Okay, so when you started with that family. Did you guys have a long-term relationship? Yes. Um, So I met them through the nannies at the shop and I worked with them for about two years. The mother, she was, uh, she was uh, a cancer. She had cancer. She had liver cancer at the time. Um, And they needed a nanny to kind of like buffer the situation. So she needed to kind of look like she was okay. And in that role, I, one of the coolest things I did for that job was I woke up in the morning, I got all the newspapers from the front yard, and it was like carrying wood from for a fire. And I would lay them across the table, and the kids would come downstairs, um, sit at the breakfast table, pick a newspaper, the parents would too, and then they would all just be sitting down reading. And then right after that, they would sit in their library. They had like a huge library in their home and wait for their driver to come pick them up um, as they would just sit and read books. And then after that, it was more of like a house manager position in the home while the kids were in school. And then I would pick them up and we'd start our day. That is so cool. So do you feel like that kind of sparked your affinity for literacy and reading in the workspace? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I've never seen a love for books with anybody, like, except this family. They had books all over the house. Even their dining room had a bookshelf in it. Um, they They had another library in the attic, 
and the kids had all of their children's books up there. So it was like, think of a library for children. It's just a really whimsical place. We would sit on the floor and read books together and there are all these little nooks everywhere. I just had so much fun reading to them and they just, they would pretend and pretend to be their favorite characters in books when we were playing imagination play. So I'm like, this just opened up a whole new world for me. Um, Then when I left that family, I moved back to Chicago and I'm like, you know what? I think I could be a nanny and uh, be a different kind of nanny, like an educator. So I worked for a family and it was a two-year-old and a three-year-old. And I taught those children how to read. I taught the two-year-old how to read in exactly like a month. And it was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. And all I did was use a government program at the time. It was Starfall. It's not anymore. And it was a free program. I also went to the library every day pulling a big wagon full of books. And then we would read those books. And we walk right back to the library every single day and just read and cuddle up together and play. That literally puts me in the mind of Matilda. I love it so much. <laughs> like, you go get your wagon of books, you bring them back, and then you go to exchange them. My sister and I were actually like that um, growing up. Like we would get, oh my goodness, we would check out like 30 books at a time from the library. And it was such a hassle to keep up with, you know, which ones were due and stuff. But um, in my current position, I find myself like, trying to encourage more independent reading. I have a six-year-old, a four-year-old, and a two-year-old. So the six-year-old is really starting to read um, at school a lot. Um, But of course, we have the battle between the the books and the screens, right? So I'm, I'm trying to find good ways to bring reading into the after school portion. Um, But sometimes I'm hearing that uh, if they do it at school, then at home, it's okay to do like more screen time. What do you, what are your thoughts on that? So with the family that I work for in Washington, DC, um, we did have screen time and it was my first nanny position. And the parents said the kids are tired. They just came home from school. They're kind of exhausted. Sit them in front of the television and have a snack prepared for them. So I had that same breakfast table set up with like, Oreos and milk and like yummy, yummy treats. I turned on SpongeBob, some mindless television, and I said 30 minutes. And it was scheduled every day. They knew at 3.15, they could watch 30 minutes of SpongeBob. So that was the TV. And then every Saturday night with their parents, they had movie night. Um, And that was pretty much it. And that's kind of how I do things in my house, except... Crews can choose between 30 minutes of TV or 30 minutes of tablet. Okay. Yeah. I like that. And for those of you who don't know, Nanny Miss Monique is a mom. That's right. I'm a mother. Thank you. (laughs) I forgot to mention that part. (laughs) No, because I like seeing you because you do all the things, right? You work as a nanny. You do social media. You do uh, videos, uh, promotional videos. Um, you do interviews and you parent and I, I commend you. How do you block your time to make sure you get everything in that you want to get in? Oh my goodness. Well, I will say, first of all, I'm a part-time nanny. Um, right now I'm a house manager for a family and they have a one, they have one daughter, um, 
she's one years old and I do that until about 1.30 Monday through Thursday. And then I have some free time for myself. I pick up my daughter and take her to an enrichment activity like most people do. And, <laughs> and I also teach at my daughter's school, mindful reading and art every Tuesday from 3.30 to 4.30. So I teach like a bunch of fourth and fifth graders. Um, yeah. Wow, your, your plate is full, friend. <laughs> it is full. So yeah. Um, but I, I feel like I'm kind of like a night owl. Like mm. I will stay up when Cruz goes to bed, I'll watch a little bit of Netflix with my husband. And I have an awesome husband. I cannot not mention him. Like, he's he saves me. So <laughs> if you have a partner in crime, he, he helps me with everything. He helps me with Nanny Miss Monique. He helps me with Cruz. Um, we, you know, we tag team on a lot of things. And I'm I tag team for him too. So <laughs> we work together. I love that. Yeah. I, yeah. I love seeing partnership. I think a lot of times in our industry, we witness all different sorts of family dynamics. Um, but a lot of times there is a defined primary parent and then there's the, the other parent who, you know, gets to drop in and out as, as they see fit. So I love to hear that you have such a good active partner. That really is, I think the key. <laughs> that is the key. A and a flexible nanny family. Cause Things happen. Like my daughter doesn't have school next week because they have something called winter break. I don't. I think that's mm -hmm. so weird. A lot of people don't have that. I don't know if you guys have that, but it's, we do. Yeah. Isn't that weird? We didn't have that when we were a kid. Um, right. <clears throat> and they're like, oh, and I'm doing like an overnight so my family can go on a vacation because they haven't had a vacation just the two of them and I think two and a half years they always take the baby so I said you know just go and I'll watch her and I'll just bring Cruz over and we'll be fine um so <laughs> and yeah so they just allow us to be a family with their family like they accept my husband we hang out over there if I'm babysitting he'll say yeah have Brian, my husband, come over. He can watch the game while you're watching the kid. So, <laughs> I love that. I love that flexibility because I feel like, you know, hearing about being a parent and staying in the industry, you know, can sometimes be a challenge depending on who you're working for. Um, right. But I love that y'all get to just kind of, you know, do what you need to do and hang out together and sort of make it work. That's it's cool. kind of like... A mandatory thing at this point like at this time of my life like if I don't have a flexible nanny family it's just not gonna work <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. and I love that you're able to just say that like it's that's just <laughs> the way it has to be that's right yeah 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 so can you tell me a little bit about how you got into making these promo videos because oh your God. voice and like the stock footage it's just too good <laughs> Oh my gosh, you're so kind. It's actually really funny. So the family that I work for after my DC family, um, I took my nanny kids to the Botanic Gardens and I said, let's film something. Because I had like a GoPro, like from years ago. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Remember those? Yeah, I do. And I filmed them and 
edited this beautiful video of them saying how much they love their mom. We had music in the background and it was just old school before it was like all this easy technology. I was like splicing everything. It was super hard. And I was like, oh my gosh, she loved it. I brought the family to tears. My next families, I was just like, oh my gosh, we're going to do this all the time. Like we're going to read a book and then we're going to do video book reports and send them to your grandparents because they want to know what you're doing. So we'd read like roll doll books. Um, the twits is like one of my favorite ones that we did. And we acted out the twits and did a book report and talked into the camera and had like whimsical like music in the background. It was so much fun. We And we started doing it for everything. Like our day at the Children's Museum, our day at the planetar planetarium, we learned about Saturn, you know, like, and just started making everything. <laughs> I love that so much. I'm, I, I need to try that with my kiddos. I think that's a good way to like encourage not only, you know, reading and getting through the material, but also sort of demonstrating what you took away from it. I think that's awesome. And um, it's so interesting. The family that I first started doing that with, the kid now is a, um, he works for Sundance and he produces movies. So I'm wondering like if that had something to do with it. Um, but, I'm yeah. thinking it may have. That's huge. <laughs> yeah. And then one of my other nanny kids, he writes reviews from for movies. So I wonder. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I know that does your heart good to be able to see, like, the fruit from the seeds, you know, that you planted so long ago. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I love them. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I love that. Okay, so National Reading Month is in March, mm -hmm. and I would like to know how you plan to observe or celebrate and what you think other caregivers should be more mindful of trying to do during that month. Well, you know, I'm a big promoter for diversity and inclusion in children's literature. So um, <clears throat> I believe that you want to go to the library and look for diverse and inclusive books. Um, so I have this thing called a dyer. This is this is Nanny Mrs. Mo Monique's thing, you guys. So <laughs> you can't find this like in a book or anything. So when you're in the library, I want you as parents and nannies to look to see if your book is diverse. That's the D. Make sure that you're scanning the book to make sure it's inclusive. Um, and also it has representation and equity. So those are the kind of the ingredients that you look for when you're looking at a children's book. It's the same thing when you're in the cereal aisle at the grocery store. I always make sure I don't have too much sugar. I always tell my daughter if it's over 10 grams of sugar, it doesn't need to be for breakfast. Um, <laughs> so, I love that. Uh, <laughs> so true though <laughs> um yeah. yeah and you know you want to make sure that you have your vitamins in there you want to make sure you have all the ingredients that you need to put in your body it's the same thing for your mind when you're looking at children's books so I am very intentional when I walk into the library and sometimes I kind of go in there and I don't know what I want but most of the time I'm like hey Cruz like you've been really interested in the sun and how much the, the sun gives power to everything. We're going to try to find some fiction and some nonfiction books about the sun. So we will go in there with a plan. So have a plan, get some books, do some projects with your kids. You know, your kid is interested in something. 
I, I have to say, like, every kid is interested in something right now that they weren't interested in probably a week ago. So feed their curiosity. Go to the library and find a book on it and, like, make it a, a fun project. Get some science project board from Michael's and cut out things from the book and get use the printer. Like, you have all the resources you need. And the librarians want to help you. Introduce your nanny kids to the library and teach them how to use the library so when you go there with by yourself with your with your nanny kids you can set them free and say hey i want you to find this book by this author go go find it it's in alphabetical order you can do it i love all of that so much first of all the acronym oh my goodness like mind blown i do think that families are very quick to just grab whatever reflects them a lot of times and and sometimes you know we forget to show our kids that there are other people in this world that they there are other ways to live that there are other places um that there are other cultures and cultural norms so i really love that and i have to admit i need to get back in the library i think we me and my kids have gotten really used to going to the bookstore um, cause that's where they have a lot of story times and stuff. A lot of our libraries have been, um, getting renovated down here. Oh, nice. Um, but we definitely need to get back. I actually did some work in a library for a couple hours the other day. And I was like, why don't I do this more often? <laughs> I love it here. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's so cozy in there to me. And I just mm -hmm. love the smell of old books. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. It took me back to childhood for sure. Like it took me back those days after school um I want to ask you do you find time to read for pleasure all the time yeah all the, I mean <laughs> that's part of my self-care mm -hmm. so I read I mean I think I read a book a month I think I read that's pretty a book. good I think a book that's a month pretty good yeah, yeah I'm trying to get back into my reading um for pleasure. I'm really good at reading a, a nonfiction, a self-help, uh, you know, motivational type of book, but just reading and letting my imagination paint the stories. I'm oh. trying to get back into that. That is hard for me. I'm with you. I read a lot of <laughs> memoirs. I read a ton of self-help. That's yeah. actually, I don't think I have read like a fiction book for adults mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. about three years. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to work that, you know, back in to my lifestyle and my schedule um, because I do think that even I, as an adult, like the screen has taken over um, and even like the, I love Audible because yeah. it's so accessible and I can listen to a book in the car, I can listen to a book at the playground, like it just makes it easier. <laughs> I but do I, it too. I, in the car, I'm in the car all the time. So mm -hmm. Audible is use Audible or use um, Audible books that you can just get from the library uh, for your kids. I want to say this. This is a great story. I had some nanny kids and I had to run a ton of errands because I was the house manager, like going downtown in the city and getting the moms like watches fixed and then going to pick up to like toys and clothes for birthday parties. And uh, it was it was a hot mess. Like we were going to be in the car for three hours and the kids looked upset like I could see on their face like they were sad. 
So I said, all right, there's this new book called The Series of Unfortunate Events. This is like, you can tell how long ago this was because mm -hmm. of the book. And the kids were like, what is this? We listened to the first book. It was about 50 minutes. They were like, oh my gosh, do you have the series number two, the book in the series number two? And I'm like, I do. And they were so excited. So a month passes. We're in book 13. And we had to make a trip to Target. They're like, oh, let's go to Target so we can finish the last 20 minutes of the book. And it started raining. And we were just sitting in the car listening to the book. <laughs> we just... I mean, audiobooks are a dream, and a lot of kids want their screens in the car. I think that is so bad. Like, it's terrible. Use audiobooks on the airplane. Use it in the car. You guys have it for free. Like, the library, you can rent audiobooks. Not rent, but you can get them from the, the library for free. Just download yeah. the app on your phone. Um, and, you know, yeah. get their favorite book, like, if you, like, Pinkalicious or Curious George or something like that. Just have like maybe five short picture books back to back and that'll equal 30 minutes and you can do your That's Starbucks brilliant. runs with the kids. <laughs> yeah. I Last year, I think somebody mentioned the app Libby that I had never heard of before. Um, so for anyone who doesn't know, you basically can log in through your like local library membership mm -hmm. and it makes it easier to get the audio books. Um, I think you can even download stuff for like a Kindle. Yeah. Um, and cause I know a lot of us complain about like the time it takes to go to the library and like the lack of convenience. Um, so if you want something that's more convenient, try the app Libby, which has been a blessing to me and you save a lot of money because like audible's great but you pay <laughs> you have to pay for it whereas what is it like 17.95 a month for the basic plan and like 30 dollars yeah. yeah yeah and i was one of those people that like they were like you have seven credits amber you need to download something um <laughs> so don't be like me definitely use that app and i think a fun thing that I've been doing is reading, you know, self-help books and memoirs and trying to see how those lessons apply to functioning as a nanny. So I've been sharing books. Like I read a book called What Happened to You. Have you ever read that one? I have not. It's so it's Oprah Winfrey and Dr. Bruce Perry. And Bruce Perry is a psychologist and he works with, um, kids who have been through trauma but the book literally kind of goes through and breaks down how every little event in life builds upon the one before it and everything that like the way that we react the way that um we interpret things the way that we receive things perceive things is all based on all our life's experiences and it kind of helps you stop asking the question when when someone does something that's bizarre or you don't understand them you stop asking what's wrong with you and you start asking what happened to you and it felt like such a good lesson for like how careful we need to be with the little people in our lives yeah. and the things we say and, and the things that we um expose them to um I also recently read Atomic Habits which is really great at reminding you like that the baby steps are the best steps <laughs> like we make these big plans and um we set these big goals but we don't work on like the small actionable little steps in between and so not only was that helpful for me just in managing my life but 
learning how to help kids build good habits, strong habits, positive habits that get them sort of to goals. So that's what I've been reading. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I need to check those out. Remind me or just send those books to me because yeah. I will download them right away. Yeah, they're good ones. What um, What have you been reading lately? Um, I just finished Viola Davis's book. Um, I'm like halfway through that one. Yeah, that's yeah. It's, it's heavy, isn't it? It's a lot. And it's one of those books that you can't just listen to at any moment. You know, you have to like, or at least for me, I've had to like prepare myself. Oh, certainly. I'm the same way. And, yeah. Sometimes yeah, I'm like, I can't do this book right now because I'm not in the mindset to take this in. Right. It's kind of emotional. And um, I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm the type of person that cannot watch movies that are that will have me thinking about how this can affect my life for days or what if I was in that situation? Like I can really mm -hmm. go down the rabbit hole. You will go mm -hmm. down the rabbit hole reading this book. Like, yeah. And it, I mean, she's an EGOT now. <laughs> thanks to this book. Yeah. She's got the Emmy, the Grammy, the Oscar and the Tony, which is unreal. But, um, her life story. It's amazing. She right? really came through with it. She, she overcame so many things. Mm -hmm. So many things. Yeah. 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 I also read um, The Five Love language, Languages of Children. Ooh. Yeah. That, that is. sounds like a really good one. It is really good. Um, because children, we always think of our love languages as adults. And we have to understand that children have a certain love language, too. And it's not like you can ask your child, what's your love language? You know, you right. kind of have to figure out through play um, yeah. what their love language is. That sounds like a really good one. I need to add that to my list for sure. <laughs> um, do you so who are your favorite like children's authors? Who do you always come back to? Oh, my gosh. Material? Uh, this is easy. Um, I'll start with Vanessa Brantley Newton. Um, she has illustrated, she has the most illustrated, uh, illustrated books of a black woman in the United States, or maybe in the world, I believe. Um, she's an author too. If you're not following Vanessa Brantley Newton, you should follow her on all social medias. She is amazing. She's a TED Talk um, you know, she, she's just amazing. She does everything. She has classes. Um, she's also a very good friend of mine. I'm so grateful for that. Um, she's lovely. Um, the other person is Lauren Child. Uh, Lauren Child is amazing. She's also a really good friend of mine. I love Lauren Child. She did all the Charlie and Lola books. Um, okay. Yeah, I've actually, I will say this. One awesome thing from this pivot being Nanny Miss Monique is that authors came to me and like talked to me and they're not like, you know, actors where they would, you know, I feel like if you're a fan of an actor an actor would not reach out to you and be right. like, Hey, here's my number, you know? Right. Um, but authors are like, Hey, um, here, here's my number. If you want to talk anytime, just give me a call. I'm like, it's like my dream. So I will say, I said Lauren Child. She did Charlie and Lola series that you can see on Disney. I still, I think it's still on Disney or BBC. Um, and it's my favorite book, The New Small Person. 
Have Tell you... me about it. Oh my gosh. The New Small Person is a book about a little, two little brothers that don't get along. And the older brother just wishes the younger brother would come back to where he came from. Like, why Why are you ruining my life being here? I, I used to be an only child. But I love it because it's, it's one of the first picture books I've ever seen with black children that didn't talk about being black. It just talked about a situation that kids have. And this book came out, I think, in the late 90s. So, um, and Lauren Child did it. So, you know, I, I wrote to her and told her, I'm like, this is like my favorite book. And she's just amazing. Um, also, Dapo Adiola, he wrote uh, Rocket Look Up. Um, about a little girl who wants to be like Mae Jemison and go to space. So she's so in the space and she wants to see this meteor shower and she wants a meteor shower named after her when she gets older. It's just the cutest book ever. Um, yeah. So I love Depo Adiola. Um, and I, I know I'm forgetting some people, but yeah. I, oh, and Haley Edelman. She does all the way past books and she's been so sweet to me. She's been so sweet to me with the books. I love that these are all your friends <laughs> at this point. This is just your squad. I love it. Yeah, my, my dream one day is to like have a huge party of like all my favorite authors and maybe we can have like a nanny Miss Monique Awards like or a party. <gasps> Wouldn't that be fun? And that like invite nannies and parents and authors and illustrators and publishing companies. I'm like, how does this happen? But I would love for it to happen. <laughs> that would that sounds incredible. Oh my gosh, that sounds so amazing. And also to the point that you made about books that have characters of color, but don't focus on the fact that these characters are characters of color. Like that's such a difficult thing sometimes to like find and yeah. especially for me you know my nanny kids are white and I'm really the only black person that they're exposed to well actually that's not true but for a while I was my family was the only black people that they were exposed to and so every you know book or piece of literature or when I'm trying to teach them a lesson it's like this person is black and we have to talk about them being black because they're black <laughs> you know whereas when they see people who look like me in circumstances where it's not specifically about that to me it's almost more impactful to them like they'll point out they'll be like oh that kid's brown like you or that kid looks different um and I like seeing them realize that the world is a big place with a lot of different people so I love seeing books that are inclusive like you said um but not necessarily focused on the fact that we're different you know absolutely your bookshelf should just reflect the world that we live in and mostly children's books are fiction books like most of the time I actually have some books over here like this is the new small person it's oh my like goodness. it's beautiful it's a beautiful book and on um, the rocket book um gorgeous little girl look at that hairstyle yes hair <laughs> Yes. I love that. Yeah. And then get those two. Vanessa Brantley Newton. Um, this is a book of poems that she wrote for, for kids, like for young kids, like five-year-olds. And love it. Absolutely love it. And it's for everyone, for everyone. And also, I wanted to say this book right here. 
One thing I love about this book called Carried Away, Harriet Gets Carried Away, is the little girl goes to the grocery store with her two dads and she pretends that these penguins are like chasing her or following her and she goes back to their land. She has this great imagination in the grocery store. She pretends that the penguins and her are going on an adventure. Um, But I love that they have two dads and they don't talk about that there are two dads, right? I love that the little girl is black and the two dads are white, but they don't talk about that in the book. It's just not about that. The book is about Harriet getting carried away. And that's what books should be about. It should be about the adventure. You don't have to really fixate on the people, but the people need to be diverse and inclusive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Representation, you need your equity, you need the dire experience when you're reading. Yeah. And it, I mean, it opens up if you want to have the conversation, if your kiddo asks you like, what, so this is a family, is this what a family looks like? Then it, it allows you to have that conversation with them and to kind of clarify with them that, you know, a family is people who love each other and who oftentimes live together. And, you know, that's really all the ingredients that you need for a family. Um, and then they move on and they, and they you know, remember the story. So yes. those are great examples. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm I'm glad that um, they have books like this now because they weren't around when I was a kid for sure. No, the times are so different. And I just love walking into bookstores or libraries and like, you know, it's Black History Month right now. And so front and center, like we're seeing the diversity and the inclusion. And it's so exciting because it takes some of the work out of it. Right. It makes it a little bit more accessible um, to the general public. Um, do you, are there specific like amounts of time that we should be reading to kids per day? Like, do we need to do 15 to 30 minutes at this age level or 30 to an hour? Or is it just like, just do what you feel? So this is a fact. If you read one book a day from birth, from the time that your child is born to the time that they're five years old, your child will have known 1.5 million words by the time they enter kindergarten. So I say just read a book a day. Um, if you want, if your child wants more and they say again, do it again. If they are going to sit and listen to you, then do it. And remember, kids are kind of like adults too like we listen to audiobooks so let them run around and play while you're reading to them you can be their audiobook and they're still absorbing that like in their brain they are I know they are like I've had a kid play at their kitchen and I was just sitting there reading books out loud and like 20 minutes later they sat on my lap and they're like what happens next (laughs) that actually is how I had to read to two of my three kiddos because I these are the most energetic spatial humans I've ever met and you know everything requires a little bit of movement a little bit of getting comfortable um it's it's like these kids were born with the ability to walk and chew gum (laughs) so when they were smaller like toddlers just starting to move around um I would feel guilty like we're not having enough reading time we're not sitting down and you know but I did I just started reading the books out loud in the same space that they were in and sometimes they would join me sometimes they wouldn't sometimes they would ask me to read it again sometimes they would not um but they definitely heard and took in the the literature um and so 
Yeah, in case your kids don't want to sit still, it's okay. <laughs> My daughter at this very moment is playing with magnet tiles and cutting paper to like glue onto her magnet tiles. Like she's writing like little notes, so she, she's taping them on there. But she's also listening to Judy Moody. I can hear it right now. So she has like her own Audible account, and she <laughs> she just asks wow. it to play in her room, and she's listening to Judy Moody right now. So don't um, you love technology? I do. Don't you love it? I love the little, um, the Tony's box. I, I want really one that. so bad. Tony, if Tony's, if you're listening to this, sponsor me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because it has been a lifesaver for like quiet time because quiet is not really a thing for my kids. They're like, I would like to just play basketball. Um, and, but that's the one thing that will get them to, to be in their playroom without me and be productive but not necessarily tearing the house apart so love the tonys oh yeah that sounds so cool i'm excited to try it (laughs) and they have like all the classics um so like we listened to winnie the pooh which my kids called pooey the dog last week and it really stressed me because that's how old i am (laughs) um but yeah they have like winnie the pooh we have i think toy story um jungle book and it's like the classic audio versions of them it's not like the live action or whatever it literally sounds like my childhood it's the best thing ever i really oh, enjoy i love that i remember when i was a kid we had the record mm-hmm. i had the disney record audiobook so mm-hmm. <laughs> i had a little record player in my room and i would just listen to jungle book or fox and the hound <laughs> Fox and the Hound. Oh, my goodness. That unlocks a memory. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) For sure. Well, thank you so much for talking to me today, Nanny Miss Monique. I think you are the coolest. (laughs) Thank you. I think you're the coolest, too. I bet you there's a lot of singing with your nanny kids. Oh, my goodness. That's all we do. That's all you do. all we do. Yeah. And it's funny because their tastes change so much as they grow up. So I have to like, you know, like the basic scaffolding, like you said, children are always into something, they're right. always interested in something and you can build upon that. And so I find myself having to go outside of my comfort zone a lot. If my kids are like, well, I want to listen to rock or I want to listen to, you know, something that I don't listen to, but yeah, if I can sing it, we can listen to it. <laughs> oh, I love it so much. That's so cool. <laughs> Well, thank you for having me on. This has been so much fun. Like, it's just like talking to a girlfriend. <laughs> I le- That's the vibe that we want. It really, really is. And I think I'm going to try to uh, be more intentional, intentional about how we're implementing reading uh, at my nanny job in the month of March. And I invite everyone else to do so as well. Yeah. And if you ever need books related to what your kids are into you can always contact me um, and go on my website at nannymissmonique.com and get any information that you need from me (laughs) yay I love that I'm gonna put all your information in the notes so it'll be linked you guys can just click through I'm gonna try to include those authors that you mentioned um, and maybe we'll even make like a little a little reading list that we can share um, for you guys to get yeah, for you guys to get started. I like it too. Yay! We did it. <laughs> we did it. Yay. Okay, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of A Nanny's Life Podcast. You can find me on all social platforms at A Nanny's Life. 
Um, and I look forward to talking to y'all again soon. Take care of yourself. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>